Buckeye basketball back in action on Saturday. They're hoping to just not trip and fall over themselves. Keep the momentum going. Spring game. We knew the date. Now we know the time. Tickets are on sale. I'll tell you where and how you can get them and how much they're going to run you. And Ohio State recruiting for 2021 football. It's going really well, but there's that one big fish out there. Can they land it? I'll tell you who it is and how they're doing for that player. Coming up next on Lockdown Buckeyes. Welcome back to the show. Good Friday. I am your host, Kyle Lamb. Thank you so much for giving us a listen as we grow the show. I hope you will grow with us. You have a chance to do so. If you've got a business or manage a business where you'd like to advertise with Locked On Buckeyes, target Buckeye fans everywhere, this is your opportunity. Text 33777, the word advertising, and that'll get you information. Or you can go to lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising for more information. Again, grow your business, become a Locked On Buckeyes sponsor, and we'll get you the information you need to grow your business with us. Please, please tell a friend or family member or anybody you know that would like to listen to the Ohio State Buckeyes on a podcast up to five days a week. Locked on Buckeyes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, to name a few. Find and follow us. Spread the good cheer. Or you can simply say, play Locked on Buckeyes on your smart speakers. Find me on Twitter at KYLAM8. Find the show at Locked on Buckeye. Coming up next, we'll preview Ohio State-Purdue, why the Buckeyes, again, will be favored in this matchup. I'll explain. Saturday at noon, Ohio State hosting the Purdue Boilermakers at Value City Arena at the Schottenstein Center, hoping to avoid the backslide. Another win for the Buckeyes this week against Rutgers. That is, what, four out of five now. After a three-game win streak, of course, they go up to Madison. They lost to Wisconsin, but they're back on the winning ways now after beating records. So that's four out of five. A chance here for Ohio State to continue the momentum. Slowly but surely, they're climbing out of the hole. Still some things they need to work on. The turnovers were pretty good against Rutgers on Tuesday. Got a little bit sloppy down the stretch, but not, not terrible. Not as bad as we've seen in the past, but they can improve on that. The dribble penetration continues to be a thing that they need to work on more consistently on defense. Interestingly enough, this is a fascinating matchup because it seems like I've said this so many times here in recent weeks where an opponent goes into Columbus to face Ohio State and they're not a great shooting team. We saw that with Indiana. Indiana, very, very poor shooting on the road. They shot pretty well against Ohio State. Rutgers, not a great shooting team, especially on the road. They shot pretty well against Ohio State. And now here, this Purdue team, it is crazy. They're Jekyll and Hyde from, from how they play at Mackey Arena in West Lafayette to how they play on the road. They're one of the absolute best shooting teams in the country at home. Top 20, in fact. But here's the crazy thing. Their effective field goal percentage on the road is 345th out of 353 teams. They're shooting 55% effective field goal percentage at home, which is your field goal percentage adjusted for a half a make for every three-pointer. But on the road, they go from 55% to 42%. So away from home, they have been very, very poor. They did win their last road game at Indiana. 
the day that Bobby Knight made his return to Bloomington. So that they went into Assembly Hall, they got the win there, and then they wind up losing their next game at home, which is uh, only the third time that they've lost at home this year. Which I say only because a lot of teams actually have fewer losses, but for them, the way they've been playing, that's still pretty good. But they're not getting it done on the road. They're uh, 314th in the country in three-point percentage, 28.5% shooting on the road. They are one of the worst free-throw shooting teams on the road. They're one of the worst at getting to the free-throw line on the road. So on paper, this is a chance for Ohio State's defense to try to correct some of the wrongs that we've seen from the team this year. And it starts with that dribble penetration that I mentioned. Ironically, when I talk about Wisconsin and Indiana and Rutgers and some of the teams that have shot well in Columbus, part of it, I think, is Ohio State's commitment to trying to keep teams out of the lane and out of out of dribble penetration because that's been something that has been plaguing them over the recent weeks. And so I think Ohio State is scheming to try to keep teams from dribbling into the paint. And that's partially reason why we're seeing better shooting from three-point teams because they're kind of banking on the low percentages, okay? There are some of these teams that they're playing lately that have not been shooting well, especially on the road, from the perimeter. And Ohio State is saying, hey, look, you are a 28% three-point shooter or you're a 30% three-point shooter. We're going to live and maybe die, but we're going to live with you taking those three-point attempts. And if you make them great, kudos, good on you. But if you miss them, then we feel confident we're going to win the game because of it. And we might, you might make a few, a few more than your percentages say you will, but we still feel confident we're going to win the game. And it's had some varying results. It did not work against Wisconsin. It did work against Indiana. It did work against Rutgers. I think they're getting a little bit burnt. Some of you would say, well, the goal and the game plan is never to give up wide open three pointers. And for the most part, that's true, but that's not, there are exceptions. Sometimes, especially with bigs, with fours and fives, sometimes you, you even hear the expression uh, lately on the broadcast of, of your choice, on the television broadcast where Ohio State is on, on the television. You'll hear some announcers say, and they dared him to shoot. And, and that is what they're doing with some guys. Now, that doesn't mean every rotation where a guy jacked up an open three-pointer that it was because they were letting him be wide open. Sometimes it's just they're helping off of that guy and the intent is to try to get back with the help defense and rotate and get back to him at least for somewhat of a challenge shot. And that's not always happening, but it is also partly by design that they're helping off of that uh, particular individual in the first place. That's what's happening here. Uh, look, Purdue is a very, very good basketball team. Don't be fooled by their uh, their record away from home and their their individual or the offensive efficiency away from home, where they're only 184th in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency. They're not good offensively away from home, but that doesn't mean that they're not talented or that they can't score. They're definitely good on defense, even away from home. They are the 14th best adjusted defense in the country. So. This is another game like Rutgers, uh, Wisconsin, where they're going to come in and try to uh, grind out the game, slower tempo, try to be physical with Ohio State. 
and we'll see what happens. They don't have a lot of shooters. Eric Hunter Jr. is their best one. He's a 39% shooter, but they have a lot of different guys that like to take shots. The biggest thing for Ohio State is is the size up front of, of Purdue. Matt Harms, of course, a 7'3 guy. He's going to be a big load because of his length and size for Caleb Wesson down low. And Travion Williams, probably their best overall player. He's a really good rebounder, really good defensive player, uh, solid post player. He's a uh, another guy that's going to give Caleb Wesson and Kyle Young and E.J. Lydell a lot of problems inside. So Purdue, very Jekyll and Hyde. They're a fickle basketball team. I can't tell you what's going to happen at noon on Fox. This game is a nationally televised Fox game, noon tip-off, Ohio State-Purdue. It's really hard to figure this team out, as we, we pretty much have said with every single Big Ten team this year, because there's so many roller coasters and ebbs and flows and ups and downs. It's just hard to predict what team will show up. But I think Ohio State is a better team. They're certainly going to be favored in this game, probably by slightly more than Rutgers. I'm, I'm guessing five, six, seven, maybe eight points. Ohio State, if they continue to play the game that they have generally been playing lately, I think they're going to win the game. Ohio State, look, I know some of you are worried about the bracketology, the bracket projections. Some of you may even think Ohio State is on the bubble or out of the tournament. That is not the case. In fact, I will I will say this. If Ohio State wins against Purdue and takes care of business against Nebraska, I think that alone will probably be enough to get them in the NCAA tournament, regardless of what happens in any of the other regular season games. Now, it's not advisable to go 2-5 and five down the stretch, so maybe... If that happens, they might have to pluck off a win or two in the Big Ten tournament. But for the most part, as long as they avoid the bad loss against Nebraska, everybody else would be a quality loss from here on out. So I think if Ohio State takes care of the business, especially in the home games, the the Purdue's and Michigan and Illinois, those games specifically, if Ohio State gets it done, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament and it's not even going to be close. If they get really hot, let's say win eh, maybe five out of the last seven games with dropping at Iowa, at Michigan State, then I think you're looking at a chance to be in the upper half of the bracket, which would mean five seeds, six seeds, seven seed, maybe eight seeds, something along those lines. The goal, I think, in this particular given year is probably to try to get to maybe a five or six seed. I think that's probably your best chance at advancing, especially six or seven where you're in the lower half, you're not facing a one seed, and I think you got a chance to get hot. Anybody in this tournament as an at-large team has a chance to get hot and advance further into the bracket. So Ohio State-Purdue at home in Columbus, that is a noon tip-off on Fox. Should be an interesting one. We will break that down on Monday on the Locked on Buckeyes podcast, and we'll discuss what happened in that one. Coming up, Ohio State, a few odds and ends. Spring game kickoff is set. We'll talk about that. And recruiting for 2021, is Ohio State going to finally land the big fish at a specific position? We'll talk about that next. The Ohio State spring game is set. As you probably already knew, it is Saturday, April the 11th. That is a noon kickoff. Tickets are now on sale for this. They are $5 for general admission, $15 for limited club reserved seating. If you are interested in purchasing a ticket, 
go to go.osu.edu slash 20FB Spring Game Ticks. I know that is a, a mouthful. That is go.osu.edu slash 20FBS, or I'm sorry, FB Spring Game Ticks. So uh, get your tickets now. They will be going fast. Um, I, I don't know what the capacity will be for this. I know the last couple of years they have had some artificially reduced seating because of renovations and various things going on at Ohio Stadium. We'll see what the attendance and capacity will be for this year's spring game. But again, tickets are on sale. $5 general admission, $15 reserved. That will be a noon kickoff on Saturday, April the 11th, the 2020 Ohio State spring game just around the corner. It really goes fast. I know everybody dreads this time of year because there's no football. But before you know it, we get through January, February, March. Spring football is here. And then the spring game is right around the corner. And you get your little bit of a fix until the summer is here. And then uh, you have to do the same thing all over again before fall football. Uh, Football practice begins in August. We will be interested in the spring game because of some recruiting. Ohio State, I'm telling you what, they're just really killing it right now in the 2021 recruiting class. They're right there neck and neck with Clemson for the best class in the country. And I got to say, I know everybody is so laser focused on what Clemson is doing and so intimidated by their class. But folks, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. You got to look at what Ohio State is doing in this 2021 class because it has a chance to be special. You've got the receivers, you've got the quarterback, Kyle McCarthy, uh, you've got, or Kyle McCord, I'm sorry, not, uh, I'm sorry to conflate J.J. McCarthy and Kyle McCord, but they've got Kyle McCord, uh, they've got the receivers coming, they've got the offensive linemen in the bag, they've got already a really, really good defensive lineman in Jack Sawyer, one of the absolute best in the country, uh, one of the best from Ohio in many, many, many years. You just go right down the list and and the defensive linemen that they've got set up and and they're in on, uh, you know, Tony Grimes right now, who, <laughs> by the way, is being recruited ferociously by Kerry Combs. And I know you're not surprised to hear that, but he's already making a splash in recruiting since he's been back at Ohio State for the last couple of weeks. But the cherry on top, the position that everybody is waiting on is running back. Will Ohio State finally break through with that big five-star splashy running back or possibly borderline four or five-star? Well, maybe. They got some good news on Thursday from Evan Pryor. He is a uh, 5'10", 190-pound back out of Cornelius, North Carolina. He is currently a four-star with a chance of being a five-star when it's all said and done. He's he's the number five back in the country by the 24-7 sports composite. He's long been thought to be an Ohio State lean, or at least Ohio State being in his top two or three. Well, as expected, Ohio State made his final cut. They are one of the top six finalists on Pryor's list, which includes Ohio State, North Carolina, Georgia, the three favorites, Penn State kind of also in that favorite category. They're the fourth one. And then the two others that rounded out his top six, Oklahoma and USC. Pryor is working on getting a visit set up to Ohio State. He might be a spring game visit. It might not be, but they're they're hoping to get him into the spring game. He visited Ohio State for the Penn State game 
last year. So he's been on campus already. They're hoping him, hoping he gets back to campus. Pryor visited North Carolina and Georgia here in January. And so Ohio State is hoping to get him back. But he is kind of the uh, the last missing or the missing link to this class because when you look at everything else in the last couple of years what Ohio State has landed, people believe that the only thing they're missing out on is that big-time running back. I think Marcus Crowley is going to be really good. I think Master Teague this year is going to be really good. Steel Chambers could be good. Mayan Williams, we don't know what to expect from him yet. He's kind of a little bit of a bowling ball with some power and some speed. But at the end of the day, people want to see the top-tier running back land at Ohio State. It's the only thing that they've been missing. And that's not to say they're lacking success because of it, because clearly guys have managed to work out at running back at Ohio State for many, many years. But if they could land Evan Pryor in this class with everybody else that they're shaping up to be in line for, man, it could be really interesting. And I mentioned Kyle McCord, and by the way, he has already called his shot on this on Twitter. And, and take these comments with a grain of salt because you know kids like to mess around. Who knows if he's serious? Who knows if he knows something that we don't? But Kyle McCord quote tweeted Evan Pryor on Twitter after he made his announcement of his final six. And Kyle McCord stated, future teammate. So we'll see if that is uh, something to pay attention to or if that's just boys being boys. You know how recruits are sometimes. They're just playing around with people. Who knows what that means, but Ohio State thought to be heavily involved with Evan Pryor, maybe leading, maybe even the clear-cut favorite. We will see, but that is certainly someone to keep an eye on here in the next couple of weeks, couple months, up until his visit at Ohio State, if it comes to fruition. So Buckeye spring game, April 11th. I don't know if Evan Pryor will be there or not. But that's certainly somebody to keep an eye on as the 2021 recruiting class keeps on licking, keeps on ticking for Ohio State. Going to be a great class. I'd be shocked if it's not a top two or maybe even the number one class in the country when all is said and done. That is going to do it for us here at Locked On Buckeyes. We will be back on Monday, of course, to talk more Ohio State basketball, to recap the Ohio State-Purdue game over the weekend. And, of course, We'll keep monitoring football, recruiting, Ryan Day, Kerry Combs, kicking butt and recruiting, all that good stuff. Please tell a friend or family member or anybody you know that would love to listen to Buckeye Podcast up to five days a week. Send them our direction to find and follow Locked on Buckeyes on your favorite podcasting platforms. Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or say... Play Locked on Buckeyes on your smart speakers. Catch me on Twitter at KYLAM8. Catch the show at Locked on Buckeye. Thanks for giving us a listen. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you again on Monday.